hidden behind closed doors. This is Beer to Movies. I'm Jason. And I'm Michael. Michael, what movie are we discussing today? Just so you know, I'm throwing metal horns. I'm throwing <laughs> horns right now. We're talking about 1978's Star Crash. <laughs> this is Michael's choice. And yes, spoiler alert. We'll just get that out of the way. It is my choice. Jason, what are we drinking? Today, we are drinking a collaboration of Tortu- from Tortuga Brewing and Amarac Brewing. Unlikely Couple Double IPA. Double West Coast IPA. Delicious. Cheers on this Cheers. Burger. Yeah. And, and they're sponsoring this. Yes. Tortugo gave this to us. So thank you. We're thanking both. Yes. Tortugo, absolutely. thank you for giving it. Amarok, thank you for making this. This. Oh, this is good. I get a lot of tropical mango on the smell. Tropical is definitively there. It reminds me of Sunny D. You know what? I can't say no but to it's, that. It's a good taste. It's a double. It's 8.5%. You could, it has a bite at the end. <laughs> we were talking about it before, and I, if I had this without knowing, if you just gave me a glass, I, this isn't one. It's not super boozy, but I, it's not one of those. Sometimes we've had beers, you go, this is trouble, yeah. because it just goes down smooth. But this one does let you know it's 8.5. Yeah. Like this, I could have this and go, this is... Sort of sign up there saying, warning. But the thing is, <laughs> it's that, delicious. that doesn't take anything away. This, no. I'd still enjoy yeah. drinking more than this than I need to. Yeah. But that's the... And probably for for me to discuss this movie, it's going to help tremendously. We're going to get into that because here's the thing. This... It's your choice. Why is it a B-movie? Why did you choose it? Oh, God. This Okay, so this is 1978. It's called Star Crash. And if I gave you five guesses what movie it's ripping off and you didn't get it, we can't be friends. You know? This is in the wake, sort of like Jaws. In the, in the mid-70s, Jaws came. You had this wave of monster, you know, big, giant monsters doing stuff. After Star Wars, you just had everybody. You had, like, uh, Disney did the Black Hole, which wasn't a rip-off necessarily, but everybody's trying to cash in on Star Wars. Some people would just straight-up ape, mimic Star Wars. And that's what Star Crash does. To the point that what's, they have a lightsaber. They don't call it a lightsaber. And... They have somebody doing a plea for help with an hologram. They have a planet-sized weapon. <laughs> a planet-sized weapon. So big it needs to be hidden inside a planet. Smugglers. Smugglers. Droids. Droids. A comic relief droid. But what's great is in this one, and C-3PO had that upper crust British accent. In this one, they went, hmm, that can't do that. They found Judd Hamilton in his down-home southern. So he sounds like this. He goes, hey, Stella, you cheap smuggler. And I thought he said pig smuggler. I know. It was it was unfortunate <laughs> because I had to watch it. I watched it on YouTube and Tubi. Tubi did not have subtitles no. for this. I was trying so hard. For a while, I was trying to get na- all the names on the planet. And I gave up, and it yeah. would have just been annoying. Yeah. But yeah, sci-fi goblin. I'm pretty sure it's cheap smuggler. Yeah, you're right. Because pig pig, smuggler. But I wish it was pig smuggler. (laughs) But he is. He's comic relief. And it's. It's. I mean, here's the thing. This. I did not pick this movie because it's. It's. You know, hidden gem. But the thing is, you pile so much hate on this movie, and I had to point out, you brought laser (laughs) blast to the table, and you liked that movie, and this movie is no worse than laser blast. I will say this, Laser Blast stop motion is better, 
Oh, definitely. But I think it's also the the material they were using yeah. was probably easier to manipulate. But this is an Italian production. And I will say, Laser Blast does not have Christopher Plummer. The, <laughs> no. The, the, and it does not have Carolyn It does, it does have Monroe. Rodney McDowell. <laughs> I, I sort of. I don't even know if Rodney McDowell knew he was in that movie. But it also has, you, you don't have Carolyn Monroe in a True. bikini. True. And Carolyn Monroe, she's awesome. The reason people will remember this, even if they didn't see it, they'll remember Carolyn Monroe's sci-fi leather bikini outfit that she wore for more than half the movie. I probably block this movie in my memory. <laughs> but what I do remember is Carolyn Monroe. And she was like a Bond girl and she did a bunch of Hammer stuff. Chronos. She's, she's stunning. And, yeah. yeah. She is stunning. She's, she's absolutely beautiful. Only reason to watch this movie. <laughs> and honestly, not just her, but one thing I think we talked about in, in, in this movie, this is, I guess, not politically correct because every man in this movie, save for the cavemen who are on for about 20 seconds, but every man is covered head to toe, even gloves. Everybody's wearing gloves. All the women completely scantily clad like the amazon women are all showing off as much skin as you can to probably maintain a pg rating it's italian movie it's italian very very much like in barbarella yeah (laughs) same way yeah exactly (laughs) christopher Plummer was in this yeah christopher Plummer, captain von trapp well (laughs) it's not like he was down on his luck at this time christopher Plummer was still huge and he said because he was asked why'd you do this pile of garbage (laughs) and he and he said free trip to rome straight up quote from christopher Plummer. I do porno in Rome. <laughs> That's how much he liked Rome. And it seems he's in the movie a little bit, but it, it always seems to me maybe he was enjoying Rome a lot because there's sort of this haze over his face like he was just sitting at a cafe eating and drinking wine. He just always seems a little bit buzzed. I talked to my daughters about this movie because it's, it's a movie that kids can watch. It's, there's nothing nefarious about this movie. I said, imagine if... I asked you to write a script for Star Wars. Don't go and watch Star Wars New Hope. Just write a script of what you think it was like. You turn it into me, and I said, no what? Nice job. I'm going to have you re-edit it as if a six-year-old write it. They're 12 and 14. <laughs> I can bring it down level. Bring it down level. And, and my <laughs> thought was, because I don't have kids, I said this is like somebody whose English was their like fifth language wrote it. Gave it to someone to translate and do it. And it was like a game of telephone, but just different people of different nationalities translating it and then trying to translate it back into English after like 50 times. And you just get a complete mess because the dialogue is weird, ridiculous. And it, hey, I'm not going to fault these two. These two American brothers produced this movie. There's a lot of shenanigans about the movie and running out of money and them saying, make a Star Wars movie. And the director saying, I had this idea way before yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of that. But Which, if you did, wouldn't that stink? <laughs> if you had a screenplay, you wrote a screenplay, you worked really hard and, and you couldn't get it sold. And then Star Wars comes out and you go, that's kind of a bummer. Yeah. And someone says, hey, we'll, we'll make it. And you go, yes. And they go, change it and just rip off Star Wars. Yeah. That would stink. I mean, they, I mean, at one hand, you're making a movie, but on the other hand, you go, yeah. I did. And nobody's going to believe you if you said, I did this. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. And I'm not going to fault. Star Wars made $1.5 million its four-day opening weekend in 1977. Every company across the world whose production said, we need to make a Star Wars movie. I'm not going to fault them. It's just that this no. movie is so, so bad. But that's that. I mean, to me, my brain. To me, that's part of the point. Is and, and and I said it's one of the reasons I can't crush it too. I mean, too much. I mean, I picked it again. I don't think it's a great movie, but 
like I, like I told you, it doesn't take itself seriously. And that's why we have movies I dislike more because yeah. they were serious movies yeah. that were just poorly yeah, you, made. You did not like the seventh Val Luton seventh victim. Like, well, that was just dull. I mean, that that really was boring. And the love-ins. Like, that was this kind of seriously made movie that I just went, this is condescending and dumb. You know? And I mean, we both kind of agreed. The Seventh Victim was one of the most boring movies ever, with the worst villains of all time. Yes. It really was, like, some comical. Beautifully shot movie. I will say that. Some, Beautifully shot. Sometimes that's the last <laughs> refuge of somebody who's got no case. Is when they say stuff like that, or the score was magnificent. You know, well, this movie, there's, one, there's movie. one thing you can't say about this is you cannot say the special effects are amazing. They're <laughs> awful. <laughs> They're, it's, it's terrible. And I, every time I see it, I go, stop motion animation is tough. I knew people that did it. Almost every time somebody took on a project and they said, we're going to do stop motion, they said, at some point they said, I wish I had chosen something different. It is hard. This movie is awful they have a lot of stop motion and for no bad. reason except for the director likes rary um ray harryhausen yeah thank which you. why not i mean oh, ray, ray harryhausen was fantastic yeah. 30 like 40 years before this was made ray harryhausen was doing <laughs> like exponentially better than these guys it's it is it's bad and there's no reason for it except he wanted to put it in and i will say when we get near the end i think there was supposed to be more no. read on imdb we read on websites there was so many shenanigans going on in terms of money and production. Like, I mean, Christopher Plummer must have really loved Rome. And he delivers his lines like, it's a Shakespeare play. It's, it's fantastically it bad. Because he's, he's got that beautiful voice, and he has he puts pauses in, yeah. does the Christopher Plummer like, the real Plummer long pause. pauses. I know. And then he'll just sort of turn and look at you like, are you in on the joke? Yeah. I do enjoy Rome. <laughs> got Michael, to, oh. could you summarize a movie... Because it's so convoluted. <laughs> I'm seriously going to try. So you have Han Solo and Chewbacca. I mean, Stella Star and her navigator, Acton. He's an alien with never specified powers. But he's got so many powers, I don't know how he isn't running the universe. Or his race is. He can see the future. Well, I think they refer to it as the Force. Oh, no, no, sorry. Oh, <laughs> He can see the future. At times, he has superhuman strength and toughness because he gets shot by a laser and it doesn't hurt him. He can heal with his hands, yeah. and then he can create some light show with his hands where he's refining his powers, and he has some of the weirdest lines ever. Best perm hair. It's the late 70s because we got the Hasselhoff, and his hair hasn't changed. I will, I will give David Hasselhoff this much. Dude's got a great head of hair. He does. And he yes. still does. Yeah. Stella Starr, Carolyn Monroe, and Acton... Her co-pilot are two smugglers, very original, who get ca captured by L C three PO, and Thor, who's just this bad guy. Even when he's good, you don't know he's not. And they send away to a prison, but then they get freed. There's a Count Zarth Arn, played by Joe Spinell. He's the bad guy, and he has a weapon that needs to be hidden in a planet, and he's going to destroy the world, the, the galaxy, and the Emperor. They just call him the Emperor. I don't know if he, he ever has a name. No, Christopher Plummer has kept the Von Trapp. <laughs> these two, these two freed, and he says, "You're the best pilot. And you're the best navigator. We have a ship. We have two, three launches. We need you to go find the launches and try to find this weapon and destroy it. And oh, by the way, when you're done, one of the launches contained my son. Would you go find him? Which I do have to give him credit. He said, "Do this first, then go find my son." The opening shot is immediately, Star we're, Wars. we're ripping off Star Wars. Yeah. Because his giant ship 
comes into screen exactly like, but it looks like Mystery Science Theater. It, yeah. it is that bad. It yeah. is that hilariously cheesy. If you freeze frame on, on it, <laughs> I think particularly when we get to the very end and you see the floating city, I honestly think that they took beer cans and attached it and just spray painted them a color. Colors, yeah, colors, because it is the, the the floating city is sort of a rainbow of, of colors. If you remember, and I don't remember the last time you did a model, but you know when you get your your Ravel model kits and they have like the punch card. Yes, it looks like they literally just like put the punch card on these model pieces. I don't, I don't doubt they so did. It's bad. I don't anyway. doubt. I don't doubt that anyway. they did that. So anyway, the, the ship they do this, and what I love is the the ship is named the Murray Leinster. Yeah. So, you know, sci-fi, sci-fi writer. Yeah. And then there's a voice in the ship saying, Major Bradbury. But this ship is beset by monsters. Everyone goes crazy. They send these launches off. Now, they refer to these things constantly as monsters. Is it honestly just a, a lava lamp with red <laughs> but, corpuscles in front of the screen and people are like, I'm going crazy. I'm space But madness. Jason, one of the things I love about this is like they have, they give Count Zarth Arn. They give him a last name. Yeah. They come up with like these names and stuff. And then you have things like Red Monsters, yeah. Laser Spear, Simon, you know. And I think there's a guy named Eric. At yeah. one point, Count Zarth yeah. yells at a guy. He's like, Eric! <laughs> <laughs> there are all these like Queen Corelia and then red monsters yeah. and oh my favorite an energy shield mask yeah. this is an energy shield mask who does that but anyway there's again, a lot of world building and a lot of names around that are just nonsense so, ba- so basically what it sets us up with is we're going to get three stops because there are three yeah. launches yeah. plus the mothership but they're supposed to go. Yeah, it's, uh, that doesn't matter. I know it's I, all over. It's, I know it's it's ridiculous. But we got we got our path set for yeah. us. We're going to be stopping at these different places. Yeah. And I'm going to say this, Jason. Don't dispute me. It predates Empire Strikes Back because they have a frozen planet. And what was the second one? They have a floating city like Best Bay. I am confident that George Lucas sat down and watched this and said, "You know what? There's some good ideas that I can pilfer from this fabulous movie to jump." <laughs> <laughs> I would love I would love it if on his deathbed, like George Lucas said, Yeah, I did. Yeah, I totally Star ripped Crash. off Starcraft. Yeah, that's what those Empire two, Strikes Back. Those two ideas <laughs> lifted. Lifted from them. Oh, and by the way, I knew that guy wrote his story before Star Wars. <laughs> I stole that too. Like just, and, and the dude's just shaking his fist, saying, like, "I'm right. Finally. I'm vindicated, and I'm still poor." Do Do you want to mention John Barrett at this point? Because that ending scene starts with the credits, and then we get the music. And every time I listen to music, I'm going, "Wait, wait, wait, wait. Is that is that John Williams? Oh no, no, no. <laughs> yes, because weren't they keeping John Barry did the score." It is one of the better parts of the movie, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. It it adds legitimacy, and to they the wouldn't movie. let him see the movie. <laughs> Unlike Christopher Plummer, Christopher Plummer probably didn't give a hoot. Yeah. He just said, I'm going to Rome. Rome. I'm in Rome for yeah. free. I mean, he said he'd do porno in Rome, so obviously he doesn't <laughs> care. <laughs> Which I he just needs I, to get to Rome. <laughs> I wish so hard that somebody took him up on that and said, hey, we got a free month in Rome. You just got to do some porno. I mean, the Italians, I think, were okay with some porno. Yeah. Yeah. We're introduced to our protagonists and our antagonists. We have Stella Star, we have Acton. They're being chased by. A robot who the first time I honestly think its name is M. And then Thor, who's the chief imperial I have just it's like, okay. head of security. But, but the thing is, is he has aspirations. He wants to be yeah, leader of a yeah. death squad. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and once again, there's constant things that are referenced to Star Wars. 
Acton's giving her stats about succeeding through hyperspace. And I wanted her to say, don't give me that, kid. I know. And it is. And even like the only thing they didn't do, they didn't give their ship a cool name like the Millennium Falcon, but they have hyperspace. They don't write her character that well because she goes from the smuggler to the damsel in distress yeah. way easily. They get caught very easily. But, well, And she surrenders. I mean, her first thing is like, I surrender. We surrender is what she says. <laughs> she is a total downer. She's yeah. not a team player. It's not somebody that you want to... She's not rallying the troops. No. They get sentenced. Again, nice effects. It's like this weird head with these lame tentacles like waving around it. He gets something like, what, 250 years? 220 years, hard labor on the prison planet, Sikkim the Third, And she gets life. Very sexist. I don't know his alien species. Maybe 220 is life to him. And she gets sent to the penal colony of Nocturne. In a bikini. In a leather space bikini. And this is the best because it's when she's in prison, I swear it sounds like Nipsey Russell's voice yelling at the prisoners. Put put the radium in the furnace. Be careful with that. The radium in the furnace. It's just people carrying white balls and dropping them in this hole. And she goes over to these people, and she's still in the bikini. This is what she's going to work in, a leather bikini in the prison, carrying radium to the furnace and getting yelled at by Nipsey Russell. I mean, there's a lot of stuff I love about this movie. It's so stupid. But she goes over to these two prisoners who've been there a while, and she goes, I've been doing this for 12 hours. We're not slaves. If I was one of those people, I'd slap her and say, we've been here for 10 years, dude. And you know what? Yeah, Suck it up. Yeah, we are. We yeah. pretty much are slaves. That, that was, you our, got caught smuggling. <laughs> and you were sentenced to hard labor. And I'm thinking, what did they do that was so bad? They just seem like your neighbors. Yeah. They're like this nice, I mean, literally, I think Wait, I've seen your neighbors. in prison. <laughs> so what were they smuggling? And they're... And they're <laughs> And they're talking about, you know, hey, she goes, we need to break out. And they go, well, we had this idea to overload the furnace with energy. That's literally what they say. (laughs) I'm just, every time I see that, I crack up. And then, you know what is a lot easier is Stella Stark kicking a gun out of a guard's hand because his guard comes over and says, what are you talking about, escaping? (laughs) I mean, she starts the rebellion right off. Yeah. And then, I want to be really clear, Michael, she... Sets off a chain reaction. She is the only escapee we see. She kills everybody. She destroys that penal colony. Everybody else dies in a massive explosion. Yeah. I'm thinking, well, that's why she got life in prison. She seems like a nice person. <laughs> she does. She gets the two people she was talking to are killed. Yeah. Right in front of us. And then everything goes to hell. And she gets walking out in this beach. And that's when Thor and Elle pick her up. She's like, oh, you caught me again. And they go, oh, no, Stella. The emperor sent us. You're you're free. Yeah, you're. Your and it's sentences like, canceled. Those poor people all died if they would have waited no ten minutes. If she would have just carried a couple more balls of radium to the furnace, <laughs> she would have been free. If she wasn't such an awful person. She really is. Thank God she has that bikini. So go. You know, we got to go get Acton. They get Acton, and they go to the emperor's flagship. And L turns to Acton and says, "You're gonna meet some real royalty." When in fact he doesn't. Yeah. Because they get there, they meet nobody, and then there's a hologram of Christopher Plummer, which is not really meeting somebody if you meet no. the hologram. No, it's but not. It's, it's Christopher Plummer giving Princess Leia's speech, saying, hey, you're the only one who can help us. There's a lot of scenes where it just, the direction makes no sense. Like, even in this scene, the Emperor appears, and he gives this long soliloquy about 
the geopolitics of the galaxy. <laughs> Again, predating the Phantom Menace yeah. when it was just blah, blah, from blah. From the League, you know, Count Zarth Arn from the League of the Dark Worlds, he has a new weapon. It's planet size. A limitless weapon. Yeah, we call it the Shmeshmar. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say, Zarth Arn... Kind of sounds like, like a nerd or a bad guy yeah. from a, an 80s teen movie. Yeah. Doesn't sound like, like Darth at all. He'd be like the guy with the wandering eye in Revenge of the Nerds. be Zarth Arn. Be like, oh! And he does, the, the bad guy, the villain, the evil count, as he's referred to several times. Yeah, Joe, Joe Spinell. Um, he looks like a Saturday morning kid's... TV show villain. I mean, he has, he's shaped like a pear. He has like a pot belly. He has bad skin, bad hair. Big, big bulging yeah. eyes. He's just creepy. Yeah. Special. Well, he was in Maniac with Karen yeah. Monroe. And that's yeah. like they did three William, movies. That William Lustig movie is like, I. it's one of the slash movies that it's hard for me to watch. Yeah. Anyways. You got to go to these different planets. Yeah. Elle becomes the comic relief because they're going to hyperspace. He goes, oh, hyperspace always makes me nervous. And that becomes kind of a catchphrase for him. Yeah. I mean, he is uh, is just again. He does some really cool things, but then he gets defeated very easily. Well, he's a. I mean, everybody keeps forgetting <laughs> that he's just a robot, except when he gets to the caveman and they bat him over the head and like transistor parts from a nineteen. Well, you know, Jason, seventies he, boombox spilled out. He's a robot, Jason, but he does have logic and emotion circuits. He does have those. Yeah. So, yeah, so they're at, we're at the Amazon planet, right? We, we go to the Amazon planet. So One of my favorite planets, to it, be honest. Yeah, we could have hung out there a little longer. Because <laughs> the Amazons, again, they find a laser spear, an ancient artifact. They have laser spears, but this robot, the robots that they have in this movie can only have swords. But these primitive weapons are, eh, yeah. dumb. Well, even when they're flying to Amazon planet, like they're already in the launch pod to go to the Amazon planet. And Stella says, oh, does it have air? Like, yeah, 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 it has air. Yeah, I can leave it. <laughs> like, no worries. <laughs> that, You'll be fine. <laughs> that comes up a lot. Like, yeah. is, is there air? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and you just believe them. They get caught. The Amazons come. And they're on painted red horses. I don't know what they painted them with, but I hope those horses were okay. Because well, they're very Amazons red. Amazons were probably set up as a fully independent civilization. <laughs> Direct quote. I mean, see, you're laughing, but I can't see why you hate it so much. It's ridiculous. It's just nonsense scene after nonsense. And that's kind of the point. That's what I said. They weren't trying to make Citizen Kane. It's funny. Flash Gordon campy, where the whole time they're going like, wink, wink. Flash Gordon movie. This is a campy movie. You don't think that this is going no, on here? No, I don't. Oh my think, god! Really? I don't think. I think that the whole time they're like, we're gonna make this like a serious Star Wars. Wow, really? I don't see. I don't think that. I think they were just we're ripping off Star Wars. There's no way they could have done this and but, thought we're making our own original idea. Yeah, because even this Christopher. Is, I, like, I mean, anyway, anyway. So the Amazon, we have Queen Corellia. She's yeah. drop dead, yeah. and she's scantily clad, and she's and she talks revenge. about revenge. Don't know. Is there a backstory here? Corellia talks about you're never going to find that planet where the weapon is because it's guarded by two packs of murdering guardians defending the Count's weapon. Okay. That's actually an important piece. So, her and, and then she says, kill them. They take them back to her lair, and then when they get it... So basically, like, Jason, you catch you catch me a couple miles away, and then bring me into your house and start firing on me. It's sort of stupid. Yeah. They shoot Al, think he's dead. Then they're going to put Stella in the mind probe. That's the best they could come up with there. The Zarth, mind probe. Zarth Arn. Yeah. But now we have... <laughs> 
mind probe, which Stella apparently the mind probes back because she's whoa, dude, no. Yeah. And then I remember she, what happened to when Princess Leia got sent to that mind probe. <laughs> oh, like again, the idea that you think they were being serious just that makes me laugh almost because there's no way. <laughs> but they, her and L escape. And Corelia goes, oh, Guardian. She activates this Guardian with her eye beam somehow. And the Guardian is a giant metal colossus that at first you think, well, this might be a cooler part of the movie. And it's got a giant sword. Rory Calhoun comes out. And and you're thinking, I mean, that was shot better than this. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just really bad stop motion. This thing just slowly moves. And L... And Stella, they go, oh, no, we got to get away from that. And I'm, I go, a brisk walk will do that. Yeah. This thing moves so slow. And Stella interacts with it, and yet they don't have the interaction. So she's rolling around the sand as if she is basically evading um, a sword coming down the sand, a giant. But there is none. It's just her <laughs> back and forth in the sand like, oh, my goodness. That's tough acting. You're acting against nothing. You're supposed to imagine something's there. I mean, I don't know what you're at. Your problem is, uh, just, but <laughs> but I will say the, this would be good on a beach, by the way. Oh yeah, and they are are on a beach. Yeah. Unlikely couple, double IPA. This West Coast IPA. Yeah. Cheers again, bud. Cheers again. If I was on a beach and I had nothing to do, I would not make many plans after drinking a few of these. No, they they could have done a giant tortuga monster, like maybe a la Godzilla or a giant dog monster, it would have been better than the giant monster that appeared in this. Well, and I kind of like the unlikely couple because the, the Tortugo, their mascot is a tortoise. And I don't know if they still do. I when they, It was early when they opened on football Sundays. The person there told me one, the owner has a pet tortoise. So they would bring the pet tortoise in on football Sundays, and they have like a sandbox and a little nice. shelter for it to go in so you could go down. I, I've never been there. I've all, every time I go, I check to see if the tortoise is there, which is kind of cool. And then Amarok looks like a, a dog. It's, 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 a cute, it's a cute label. Oh, yeah. It's a cartoon. The, the, the tortoise and the dog are sitting at the bar drinking this beer. They both look like they've had a few. Oh, yeah. And, They've um, down a couple. Yeah. It's like the beginning of a joke. Yeah. <laughs> a tortoise, a tortoise and a dog, and a dog walk into a bar. Order a couple of do- West Coast double IPAs. Why the long face? Oh, uh, yeah. It's this, delicious. This is super tasty. I, I'm glad they sponsor you. us. This oh, is yeah. Excellent. Thank you, Tortugo and Amarok. Yeah, Amarok's, I'm, I'm not that familiar. I won't, I'll be honest with Amarok. They're in Glendale. Glendale's getting more and more breweries. We may yeah. have to do a little yeah. Glendale run. I don't get no. up to Glendale. Neither often. do I, but it's, it's close. Yeah. yeah. So we and, do it. Uh, this is on the list now. Yeah. These guys will be seeing me. So it's not that great a stop motion animation. I'll, I'll give you that. At this point, I want to bring up the, the length of this movie and some special effects. So this movie could probably be cut in, in half. And, and, and Jason, it's <laughs> an hour and 31 minutes. It, it seems like three hours. <laughs> Because in particular, and we're coming up on one of them, there are two fight scenes that are interminable. They go on and on. And you just, and that's one of the things Jane said when she watched. It's just special effects models flying through a universe that has using a light bright set. Yeah, to color the universe. It pretty much is, and it, it, because all the colors, all the colors of the rainbow are represented in this universe. It lasts way too long like you're thinking oh they're gonna stop that they're like oh no there's several more minutes of a fight scene and then no one is keeping count and even stella's like there's only one left and you look at the screen as she's pointing at it because 
when you're flying a spaceship, there's a lot of pointing at screens in this movie. And she's like, there's well, only one left. And when you when it goes to the scene, there's literally three spacecrafts left. Well, because if you don't have good special effects, your chase scenes aren't going to be that exciting. Yeah. And they don't have they don't get into other characters yeah. like Star Wars did, where they have these guys talking yeah. back and forth. We never see the people in the ships fighting. No. So it just becomes boring. And when people are describing some, like, there's a bunch of action going yeah. on off screen, that's not really helpful. Yeah. I'm convinced they just... Didn't have money, and then they just said, we got to pad this out. A lot of footage of these space battles, but, so they go to Hoth now. So that we go to the ice planet. Yeah, planet the, number two, Hoth. Yeah, it's exactly Hoth. There's Tauntauns. Um, you, you can't really say that, because Hoth <laughs> came after this, yeah, buddy. Yeah, that's true, that's true. She so this a one, new outfit. She, gets, she does. She's, she's covered. <laughs> she's somewhat covered. There's air in this place. But she's also wearing these high hugely high-heeled boots. And it looks like she slips while she's walking. No, she's ice. struggling. You can see she's yeah. Carolyn Monroe is struggling hard walking through this snow. Yeah. This place, you got to be careful. It drops thousands of degrees. They just basically walk on, find this trashed. It's not the launch. It's actually this is the, the mothership. Ship. Yeah. Yeah. So they find it. Nothing's here. They go to head back. This is when Thor. Thor betrays him. This is Thor's betrayal. Adam Sandberg's grandpa. And Acton is working his powers, holding his hands apart. The actor is just holding his hands apart. Then they went in and put a little yeah. zzz, 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 And he talks to the computer brain of the ship. And he's refining his powers. No idea what that means. Again, his powers are so limitless. I don't know how he isn't the emperor. This guy is super powerful. He is there when they back themselves in the corner because you know it's a six-year-old script level. His power is there to resolve the issue. That's it. So that's why he keeps having all these different powers. I know you just laugh at this movie and stuff, but did you ever think Thor was going to keep being a good guy? No. Like no. He's, he's got the green skin, the bald yeah. head, his Robert voice. Robert Tessier, like just, Burt Reynolds' buddy, stunt, stunt buddy. Just ridiculous. <laughs> like, there was no way. So he, Sam Burt's grandpa. So they come back, and he goes, ah, you're doomed. <laughs> I'm not letting you into the ship. And so they they go off to have a moment. Elle and Stella kind of walk off and she's like, I'm cold. Like, she's complaining. Yeah. Pretty much from the time they get there, she goes, my feet are cold. Like, she yeah. literally says, my feet are cold. And so they lay down. And she, she drives no plot point forward in this movie. She doesn't have to. It's Carolyn Monroe. So they lay down and Elle says, give me your hand, Stella. He's like, maybe I, I can monitor your functions. And try to keep you alive. And then they have this little moment where they, they say things like, you know, L, I always respected you as a foe. You never gave up. And I always respected you, Stella. You were after I, her to put her in honestly, prison. I honestly <laughs> think, yeah, just two days ago, you were ready to kill her. But she got life because of what she did. Yeah. I got to tell you, I think I'm doing a pretty decent job of the voice. Yeah. Oh, no. It's, I, that's exactly what the voice sounds like. Yeah. It is Larry the Cable Guy. It's or funny. Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> Meanwhile, Thor's on the ship and he's getting badgered by his boss, Count Zarth. <laughs> Zarth Arn. He's giving him a performance review. <laughs> Zarth Arn of the Orange County Arns. <laughs> he's yelling at him, which I think is great because he goes, you know, what's going on with, you know, Stella? And he goes, oh, they're fine. They're going to be, the planet will take care of him. He's like, you need to be back. I'm like, what is so important about Thor that yeah. Zarth needs to be calling him when he's like, I'm going to destroy the galaxy, yeah. by the way. No big deal, babe. And he's harassing him. And he's like, the damn ship won't start. It won't start. Well, that's when Acton wakes up. They get into a fight. And here we get more powers because Acton, there's light in his eyes. And Thor is shooting him. And he goes, oh, this, this should kill anyone. But it's not killing him. And then Acton goes, well, then these lasers will be your death. 
and he like ricochets one back and kills Thor. This guy's powers are crazy. I just want a movie about him. They bring in Stella and he uses healing powers to did heal because she's frozen. Defrost her. And this this is great. He defrosts her and then it's a, there's just a shot and Carolyn Monroe sits up into the frame and her hair is perfect oh, and yeah. she's just beautiful. Well, and that's the point where all of a sudden she makes a wild jump and conclusion where all of a sudden she goes like, the way that you're able to do this is that you can see into the future. Yes, she figures that out. She's like, you know how many times that, that would have helped us? And he's like, well, if I had told you, you would have tried to change time. And that's illegal. I know. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. And knowing is half the battle. Jason, I'm not going to lie. If I could see into the future... I go put a cool thousand on the Super Bowl. It makes no sense up to that yeah. point when he says it because he's like, oh, well, like, <laughs> just, does it makes no hey, sense. Hey, you helped me. You must see the future. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, how did you jump to that conclusion? And then who is the the time police that says, like, if maybe that's why she went to jail. Maybe she actually tried to use the future at one time and got life. I don't I, well, the thing I is, just put and what he he left himself he let himself get bonked in the head by Thor because he saw the future. And the thing is, it's so hard to believe that he he hasn't changed the future because he took a circuit yeah. that w- that kept the ship from starting. Yeah. So if he when saw they were into on the future, did he she was chaining and he was training Stella? <laughs> but when he was when he saw into the future, did he see that he was going to take the the circuit? Or did he see into the future and saw Thor is going to betray us? I must take that circuit. I can't be guaranteed that he hasn't changed the future by seeing the future. Yeah. It's yes. it's a paradox. <laughs> this movie's a paradox. So we're off to the third place. It's like far deeper than de, de, Demorlia. I just call it Caveman Planet. It's the Caveman Planet. It is. It's they get attacked by what is it? The Jawas. Yeah. Wait, is it the Jawas that attack? The sand people. The sand people. The sand people that. Yeah. Yes, it's the Tuscan sand. The Jawas Raiders. are the little. The Tuscan yeah. Raiders. Yeah. Tuscan Raiders. Really lame Tuscan Raiders, by the way. <laughs> and but then they. Well, get, this is where they're running out of money. I'm like, oh, uh, the red monsters attack. Yeah. It doesn't impact these guys as much as it does, and it doesn't. It doesn't touch Acton at all. He does. The red monsters make people crazy, but it doesn't make these guys crazy. So that's yeah. all good. And I love the line. We've been hit by an energy beam. <sighs> It's so awesome. And then they get to the planet, and Stella is wearing like a plastic bag suit, but no yeah. helmet. So there's air, but I don't know if she was like, I'm tired of being exploited. I'm going to be put something yeah. on me. This is a scene where all of a sudden you see a creature pop up with a silver mask. It looks like the floating heads from Zardos, the Sean Connery side movie. It's a cool, weird movie. Borman. But it's also uh, before that, L dies. Yeah. Because and, the cavemen come out of nowhere, bash him down, bash his head apart, and yeah. like you said, a '70s jam box. They just yeah. crushed a jam box and <laughs> strew it around. You go, oh man, that's it. Yeah, that's nah. easy to take out. So L. I guess he's not nervous anymore. Yeah, why the emperor put all his trust in this guy? And I do, I do have to say, I, I was, I was pleasant, pleasant, pleasantly surprised that the cavemen were just going to eat Stella. Yeah, because there's another movie there's another route that yes. could take that would be so much worse but this movie isn't going there no. but you're right all of a sudden, and at first the first time i saw it i thought it was l had and somehow rebuilt himself this the background sound effects of this movie are sometimes if you just listen to it pretty awesome because <laughs> their sounds are making it's just, i mean it's like a, once again you have a six-year-old saying draw me a caveman and what do you think a caveman would would, would sound like what's the language yeah. the language of the caveman <laughs> That's David Hasselhoff introduced. Yes. He saves her. Takes He's the guy who's in that metalhead. And they have a set that's like this room, and it's a small room we're in, and then the next room. 
So there's a set and maybe, okay, these three rooms, what is that, about 30 feet? Yep. They use that set and they just shoot it from different angles because and, it's they're just running back and forth. They go, let's go this way. and I, That's the way you just came and, from. And also, oddly enough, they just met, but they're running holding hands. And you told me about that and I looked at it and I'm like, oh, you can see the, sta- the same stalactites and stalagmites in every scene. It's like, oh my gosh, they're, they're not even trying to hide the fact this, they're just this running way, back. This, this, it's like, okay, so you're, you just got chased from that area and you go, let's run back to that area. Yeah. It's safe. But that's this is when she he takes off the helmet and it's he goes, Hoff. it's David Hasselhoff and he says, this is an energy shield mask. Why announce that? Second of all, what another lame name. An energy shield mask. And he goes, but it has limited energy. He doesn't say it's out of energy because he throws it away the first time they encounter yeah. cavemen. He like hits a caveman with it and throws it away and they run. So they're doomed. But then Acton shows up and pulls out an energy saber. They don't name it, but I'm sure they were going to call it an energy saber because yeah. it's a, literally, he has a lightsaber. Yeah, it is. Acton uses a lightsaber to yeah. save them. This is at a point where I kind of thought Acton might be bad. And also, this is when he says, we found the planet. And they're going, no, we haven't. And he says, well, think about what the Amazon queen said. Two packs of evil defenders. That is not what she said. She said two packs of murdering guardians, which I do believe they had an idea of having those big guardians have a huge battle with those. And they said, we can't do that. And acting so damn smart, how did he screw that up? Two packs of evil defenders is way different from two packs of murdering guardians. Yeah. Acton, at this point, he's using the scene because I think they got to the point in editing where we're like, we need to wrap this up. So Acton comes in and explains everything to this point, and they're like, okay, yeah, the that fir- makes sense. The, the first ones were the were the monsters, the yeah. red monsters. Yeah. The second ones were the cavemen, which is hilarious yeah. because the cavemen. I mean, they did beat up L, but it's, they aren't that scary. They're just cavemen. Yeah, go in there with a laser gun, <laughs> sort that out. So they find the door to the internal machinery of the Death Star. And, and Stella sees it and goes, pre-programmed computers, they could run forever. <laughs> Thank you, Stella. And this is how they project monsters, and they use that term, the quote, monsters. project monsters yeah. into space. And, and <laughs> there's a lot of monsters. And, and, and Hasselhoff's name is Simon. He's the emperor's son. Poorly not, chosen name. Not Glurpenton <laughs> or something interesting. Not yeah. Zarth Arn. Yeah. Simon. So they're in this room. That's when the golem and yeah. Zarth show up. Yeah. There are these robots that are supposed to be kind of big. Not not as big as the Colossus, but they carry swords. They move. Again, you could do a brisk walk and get away from these guys. And There's just, no reason that you stop motion okay. at this point, Michael. Like, in, in I every, just wanted to. <laughs> in every way, this movie makes zero sense, which is why <laughs> I want to take this moment to sip my delightful, unlikely couple double IPA. Tartugo and Amarok Brewing. Thank you guys so much. When I watched this movie, that dog is what my facial expression is. Make no mistake. This is a drinking movie. Oh, oh yeah. If you're not, I mean, you know, some people don't drink, but if you're not drinking when you're watching this. Yeah, don't watch it. Yeah. I mean, don't watch this because it's great. I've done it where you can walk from Three Weavers or, or Tartugo, go back and forth to each one. They're pretty close. Well, this is delicious. It helps discussing this movie. Otherwise, I'd be you know, banging my head on the table. Like I said, unlikely Say couple. Stella! Ste- Stella and Elle are an unlikely couple at first. <laughs> and I thought you might want something with with, well, with a little booze in it. Because you, you have such a, a distaste for this. So, 
nothing about this movie makes sense. This makes the least sense because the Count, this is supposed to be the planet where he's hiding this weapon, right? Yeah. And so he says, I'm going to blow this planet up. Yeah. From this point on, it just goes like sideways because in terms of explaining what's going on he leaves these golem that seem to be important to him he's going to leave them you guard this guard these don't let them leave why not yeah. they're going to blow the planet up just go blow their ship up take your golem and yeah, leave yeah. them and say good luck with that bud well he's an evil villain so he has to explain exactly what he's doing and give them time to explain. oh and by the way he also snookered the emperor into coming <laughs> so he's like i'm going to take care of this stupid yeah. family all at once yeah. going to blow because the emperor is going to come and it's going to blow everything up. So, of course, they're like, they're going, we got to get out of here. And the golem are just standing there and acting goes, Haha, you know, have faith and all that stuff. And he pulls out his lightsaber and he fights the golem and he kills one. Then he gets a flesh wound on his shoulder and that puts him out of commission. And I'm convinced Hasselhoff was wanted to be able to pick up the thing because he clearly took fencing lessons, yeah. which used to be a thing. <laughs> That used to be a thing. Actors, they would be like, you know, you want to be able, because you want to be able to do any role you exactly. can. So you'd be like dancing, singing lessons, fencing, because fencing used, there used to be a ton of swordplay oh, yeah. in movies. So I think even in the 70s, that was probably like a program that you took. Well, because, I mean, I think they did it in Star Wars and yeah. then, of course, Princess Bride. But I think if you were like famous. taking acting, because it's clear that Hasselhoff. Oh, he wanted that. Had, he did. That lightsaber, energy saber. Yes. Right before that, Acton does a big reveal. Because you're Acton moves the plot forward in this movie. Stella Star does it. He says, Oh, and by the way, the Simon. He is the Emperor's son, so we've also accomplished our number two goal. Goody on us. Stella, she's constantly arching her eyebrows through this whole movie. And she and she's a little upset. It's a little Even, acting. That's some good acting there. Although she just <laughs> met Simon five minutes ago. Yes. Simon has to give this pleading speech that we're like, Well, I didn't really know whose side you were on at first. I didn't want to tell you. And then once I got to know you, I didn't know how to tell you. I'm like, you, you, like five minutes ago, dude. You just met her. <laughs> we've been running for our lives like at what point was were you supposed to stop and say excuse me i have to reveal something because it's not even that it's not like you know i have to tell you i mean i have herpes (laughs) i got space herpes (laughs) and what does it matter if you're the you know doesn't i'm the emperor's son you know you should keep continue to hold my hand while we run through these tunnels back and forth (laughs) anyway after all this act and save simon and he's going to die from a cut on the shoulder. Stella and Simon are saying, dude, we can carry out and stuff. And he goes, no, I have to obey destiny. And Stella has this great line where she goes, you know, she's really sad because this is her best buddy. And she goes, you're the only human-like friend I've ever had. I can almost promise you that is the only time in the history of history that line has been said. <laughs> that is a weird line. But he says, I Wait, got I got a follow That's the weird line. <laughs> That is a strange line, man. I mean, maybe some guy's keeping someone in a pit in his basement yeah. says that. You're the only human-like friend I've ever had. But, so he says, uh, you know, I've got to... i got to dissolve and enter the force. But I'm going to live forever. With, with Yoda. Yeah. Keep keep an eye out. Sir Alec Guinness keeps dodging my calls, but I'm going to track him down. And sadly, he dissolves, and right then, the Emperor appears. In yeah. person. Not hologram. He just... Sashay's right in. It's Christopher Plummer. Christopher Plummer yeah. is awesome, dude. Yeah. He is, he is gonna that dude was acting right up until the end. Do re me. He's great. So they're they're saying, dude, we gotta go. There's, There's 48, new, 48 <laughs> seconds left. And I count Nuclear it. <laughs> charges. Nuclear charges are all over. He's gonna blow this place up. In 48 <laughs> seconds. Oh my boy. You don't think I became emperor without having a few tricks up my sleeve. And he yells out, Warship! 
Halt the flow of time. And I do have to ask. I want that on could a t-shirt. That, could that be? <laughs> or a bumper sticker. Holy crap. That's totally what we're going to do. That could be our first swag. <laughs> Worship halt the flow of time. And I do have to ask. Could this be the most hilariously absurd line ever uttered by an Oscar recipient? Yeah. yeah. It is awesome. It really is. So he can his worship can stop time for three minutes, and he talks about that for a little bit, and then you know I'd, I'd be going, we need to go. Yeah, exactly. We need to get the hell out of here. Stop yeah. talking about what you can do. And by the way, why didn't you do this before to Zarth's ship? Uh, it's. I mean, come on, bud. So they got a plan because Zarth thinks they're dead. He says we're going to surprise him, and so they attack Zarth's ship. And I'm telling you, Jason. There is a stretch during... It's a long Oh, this fight. is like the, just constant battle. But at least... You this, actually see paper when it explodes. Yes. You're like, oh, that's hardboard. One point, there's a stretch where Zarth is the only one who has dialogue. And he just yells, kill them! Kill! Kill! Over there! <laughs> and he does say kill, one thing, kill. which makes no sense in space. By sunset, I'll be the new emperor. Sunset where? <laughs> yeah. Which sunset? Which <laughs> Can you be more specific? That's a great catch, man. Space fly. I mean, this like this goes on way, way. Too yes, long. but I'll tell you what. Unlike the Amazon one, this has some hilarious stuff because they start shooting torpedoes. The torpedoes fly into Zar's ship, and clearly, there it looks like two guys, you and me, off camera. We're just off, and we throw them onto the set, and then two guys pop out. The torpedoes don't blow up. There are two guys in there, and there is a point where Christopher Plummer, the Emperor's face, he looks like he's going, I should have had exploding torpedoes. Maybe just sticking a couple guys at first. I mean, the whole logistics of it, shooting like two dudes through space in a torpedo, and they go flying into a ship, and then they pop out. Well, they, they punch a hole in the ship's hull. Yeah. And so, therefore, the vacuum of space, unless they have some sort of shield... Around their spaceship. They, uh, that, that was like, I, I thought about that too, Jason, and I'm sure that they do. That was my, I went, no, but that's not even the weirdest part. The weirdest part is we're going to stick two guys in a torpedo, not exploding yeah. torpedoes. What is, there's yeah. so much wrong. It's but it's very Flash it's Gordon-esque so, and Buck so, Rogers 1940s right here. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. And then this is the point where all of a sudden the Emperor feels that he had some surprise because the evil Count Zarth Arn thought they were dead, but now he's like, I, "We only have one option left," and of course, it's Star Crash. And David Hasselhoff goes, fourth dimensional attack." <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. And Christopher Plummer goes, "If we re-enter space at the precise moment, the impact of surprise upon the Count will be so overwhelming he cannot halt us." They're gonna drive a giant city slowly across space i don't know what the hell any of this is gonna do so they, they go well there's nothing that can do it he goes the floating city yeah. and he says they're gonna take all their hope and we're gonna take their future yeah. but you know it's got to be done exactly and they evacuate that city yeah lando gets everybody out of the city really quickly <laughs> i mean stella someone gets everybody out yeah they evacuate that city yeah. quick and stella and simon are going to fly this floating space city oh no they're not <laughs> Because Simon can't go. He can't go because he's Emperor's son. Yeah. But you know what? He had his best scientists working. And I would like to know, when did they pick him up? They had three minutes to get off that damn planet. When did he tell the scientists, like, hey, why don't you run over? Dude, we got like 50 seconds. 
pick go pick the robot. It's a robot. They like, rebuilt L. Why don't you just make a new robot? I mean, I'm sure there's other robots that look like L. So insensitive. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> L with his southern swagger comes in, and him and Stella. I, I feel like a new robot. <laughs> they're gonna fly this floating ship into evil Count Zarth Arn's hand-shaped he's, <laughs> spacecraft. He's with his doom machine. He has yeah. a doom machine. He keeps. He's going to blow up the... He says he's going to blow up the Emperor's home planet, which sounds slightly yeah. familiar to they, me. They, I mean... And then he's going to blow up... I think it was called Alderaan. <laughs> and then, he's, then he says we're going to blow up the Emperor's <laughs> ship itself. And then somebody says... Hey, there's a giant city coming slowly towards us. He goes, blow it up. And they say it's too close. And he says, so they send the ships out. And I love Stella is driving a giant city. And these little ships are flying around. She goes, we have to evade them. (laughs) Basically, if you know what a barge is, it's like saying, you know, you're in a barge. And you say, we need to avoid all those skidoos. Evade them. You ain't doing nothing. So they bail. And Zarth is trying to, he's grabbing Eric, and he yells at Eric and grabs him. Poor Eric. Everybody's abandoning yeah. the ship, and Zarth is just going, I'm so angry, but you guys have to stay here. And they're saying no. <laughs> and they all run. Stella and Elle are flying this giant, massive, floating space city. There's no launches. So how they're going to escape is they're actually just going to put on a space helmet and go through the vacuum of space. So they actually leave, and they're floating the vacuum of space. And then... <laughs> Stella is like, hey, slime in a movie in the middle of space. She's floating in space. The vastness in space. And he sees her. At this point, you're nitpicking. You're just nitpicking. You're a nitpicker. No. I cracked up because well, she's like, hey, slime Then you sounded like Edith from All in the Family. You did. You sounded like Archie Bunker's wife. But it's great because they get on the ship, and this is just lame comic relief because Stella and Simon face each other. And he says, okay, I'm Simon, you're Stella. Stella. Simon. Stella. Simon. I think they do that like three times. And meanwhile, Elle is standing between them, and he's going... Mm, awkward. Mm. <laughs> He's, oh, I see sparks. Yeah. I see sparks. And then we get the best part of the movie. Christopher Plummer addressing us, the audience, talking about, it's been averted. Mm, this evil. There will probably be more <laughs> evil. My favorite pause, though, is he goes, and the wheel will always turn. So he's talking to us in that smooth honey voice. But I don't have a like like a skull in his hand delivering this soliloquy at the very end of the movie. It's so great. Oh. And that's the end. God. (laughs) I just don't get that that much hate. David House off the yell like Stella Stella (laughs) on his knees. Oh my gosh. Oh. So anyway. I think it's pretty obvious, but I'm going to ask anyway. Would you rec- would you recommend this movie? I don't want to hurt people. <laughs> I don't want to cause damage to people's psyches. This movie, honestly, like unless you're a fan of B movies and you get together with your buddies, want to watch bad movies and joke about it, this is a movie for you. The vast majority of people should stay away from this movie. Because if I would have put this on for my dad, 
who loves sci-fi, but he's not a fan of like bad movies. After the first five minutes, because I remember when we watched Arson Incorporated, which is you know 1940s. After the first five minutes, he turned to me and was like, "What is this nonsense?" <laughs> I don't. He would have looked at me and going, "Are you joking with me? Like, is this what you want me to?" <laughs> I think if he could have got to the point where Carolyn Monroe was in the bikini. He might have been in. Yeah. <laughs> and then he would just I, I know, turned I turned everything else. <laughs> I think I think I know your dad a little bit. <laughs> and I think Carolyn Monroe... That would have probably sold him. He would have been turning to you saying, this is crap. And he would have went, well, hold on. I'm going to give this a chance. <laughs> now, my wife walked by. I was... This is not a movie that I would ever say, you want to watch with me. Because she wouldn't. She walked by when David Hasselhoff, Simon, was wearing the Zardos mask. And he was just popping his head over a rock. And she was walking by with like a laundry basket to our daughter's room. Sorry, and, it's an energy shield mask. Yeah. Please. Please <laughs> have a little just, respect. She just started laughing and shaking her head. And kept on going. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> but this is your choice. So... Would you recommend it? I mean, it's similar to what you said. Jane watched this with me, and she, there were a couple of draggy parts, and I admit that. And I don't think this is... I, for one, I was shocked I have not seen this. Okay. Because the cover, it's sci-fi. The cover has Carol Monroe. When I was a kid, I wanted monsters. Yeah. The more crazy the cover, I would rent things on the cover. Yeah. So if you put a hot woman on a, in a bikini and have like sci-fi stuff, I'm in. I'll admit it. So I had never seen this, and I watched it. It's not good. I never said I'm never <laughs> saying like this is a great movie, but it's what you said. There's a better chance I'll watch this again in my life before the seventh victim or Lovins. The Lovins, exactly. The Be- Bean. Because this is this is a ridiculous movie that I, I disagree. I don't think they were taking themselves seriously. I think it was a cash I mean the producers were saying this is a cash grab. Yeah. We were ripping off Star Wars. So they weren't trying to be that serious. And so if you have like I know I've like family and friends who are Star Wars fans, we just go, let's get drunk and watch this ridiculous. Have you seen this? <laughs> this is ridiculous. And you laugh because it's fun, it's silly, it's camp. And again, I can't see how you'd be that angry about this and you yet laser blast you speak so longingly i think it's a nostalgia it's clearly nostalgia oh yeah yeah because and it, laser it, blast was a rip off of star wars if it had been switched around and you had gone to laser yeah. to star crash when you were a kid and i just brought laser blast in i'm convinced it would be the same thing you would have brought star crash and said this is silly fun yeah. and then you would have been hating on laser blast <laughs> so i think you got to open it up <laughs> a little bit because no it's dumb but it's fun. It's a drinking type movie. And I would say like Star Wars fans, because I'm a huge fan of Star Wars and I'm a huge fan of Jaws. And I love a lot of those weird like animal movies that came in the wake of Jaws. Like if you're a Star Grizzly. Wars fan. Yeah, exactly. Orca. Alligator. Alligator. Oh, that's on our list. It is. That, that could be coming up soon. Yeah. Alligator is a fantastic movie. It's one of those, I don't say, go watch this great movie. If you're a Star Wars fan and you, you're just like, drinking gay movie. Like, every time you, you catch a Star Wars ripoff, you take a drink. I would not recommend doing something like Unlikely Couple with that unless you can go into the deep water. Yeah. You get to the Amazon yeah. and you're going to be blackout <laughs> drunk. My only final thoughts is like, 
It was Roger Corman Presents. He didn't really produce this. He had nothing to do with it, except it kept coming up Roger Corman Presents. Yeah. Because if you look at the credits and if you look read about it... I think he distributed it, through, he distributed it and then all of a sudden he was like, mm, Star Wars Cash Cow. I would recommend that you watch this with Battle Beyond the Stars, his Star Wars ripoff. Yeah. I think it's a little better. Uh, I'd love to see a make. I would honestly be curious to see like a documentary about the making of this movie. It's pretty interesting. Oh yeah, th- this so, uh, there would be like so much nonsense going on. I but mean, do I have to ask you? What do you think about? Oh, the beer. Would, would no, you recommend like, oh, un- unlikely couple. Uh, absolutely, and Glendale's really close. So you are Amarok. much closer. Yeah, yeah. And then Amarok, I, and then and then Tortugo down in Inglewood. Um, yeah, got to make myself down there. Yeah, it's well, delicious. This was fantastic. Love the can, everything. They did top notch. Thank you guys so much for supporting us. If you have a brewery in your area, support them. Check them out. It's all—it's just a good time. You're supporting a local business. You don't find breweries where people are like, I hate what I do. You get into it because you love it. Because it's always the story. You don't get into the brewing business to make a ton of money. Yeah. To watch this movie, you're going to have to drink some sort of alcohol. Yeah, we, the I only think, way I this we is going to go down. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to be sipping tea, if you're going to be sober, this is a dorky movie. This yeah. is Cheeseball Central. But if you are looking with some friends, you're staying in and you're just going to be drinking some booze and going, let's find Star it. crash it. Let's star crash this. It's Let's someone should that this. I think we I, I think we put this one to bed though. I think we did too. <laughs> All right. Please like, subscribe and comment wherever you listen. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. And check out our website. This is Beer Movies. I'm Jason and I'm Michael.